Greetings, aliens. It is me, your one and only host, Miss Ella Sanchez of the Nadie Pregunto podcast, because truly, no one asked for this podcast. Oh, and it is 11-11. Y'all, I've been seeing 11-11 everywhere. Every time I look at the clock, it's 11-11. So, you know, make a wish. I'm gonna make my wish right now. You know, just secretive vibes. I'm gonna think, maybe pause for a moment and some manifest. Her, shush, I am manifesting at 11.11 p.m. right now. Just give me a moment. <sighs> may all your manifestations come true and may all of my goals and dreams and manifestations come true. We are manifesting. Believe in it. Visualize it. Become it. Be There we go. We're done. Now, that was a bit of an unexpected intro, but hey, if you're new, then what took you so long? What took you so long to become an alien like me? What took you so long? You better be listening to all my episodes because all of them are live. I am on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and God knows what other platforms. But if you are tuning back in, welcome back. Thank you very much. I appreciate your return, and I am welcoming you into my space again. But today's episode, you read the title, but before I begin into my own episode, (laughs) it was my birthday this past week. (laughs) Just want to suck my own dick about it because I can and I will and it's still Gemini season, the superior season. I don't care what sign you are. Gemini is superior. I'm just saying the facts here. Like if you can't handle a Gemini, that means just, just say you're weak. Just say you're weak. Without further ado... Let's get into all about me, all about Gemini season, all about me, myself, and I, obviously. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode because it's a nice existential moment. But before I get into my existential crisis, we're going to talk about me, as I should. I should really suck my own dick. Much love. You know the vibes. Bada bing, bada boom, let's get to it. Woo! So here we are, ladies and gents. We're going to fast forward a little bit, you know. You read the title, you know. We're going to fast, no, not fast forward, backtrack. Excuse me. I almost burped. We're going to backtrack a little bit. And we're going to backtrack to June 8th first. And that's not even my actual birthday. June 8th. We're going to backtrack. Y'all, I have never dreaded my birthday more than I have this year in 2021. Because in 2020, I had an excuse to not really care or do anything crazy for my birthday because, you know, there was a whole pandemic and there still kind of is right now. And it just was kind of relieving to know that I didn't have to care too much in 2020. But every day leading up to my birthday in 2021, I was like, I was dreading the hours, the minutes, the seconds, and I wasn't really sure why. And then it hit me. I was like, yeah, I have literal depression. Like, that's why. (laughs) But also, I was just feeling so unaccomplished with myself. And I'm just going to be honest here. I wasn't happy. I'm still not happy. And that's just facts, okay? When you're in a place that you don't like with 
surrounded by people that you don't really like anymore or you're currently like you're outgrowing things because in this moment in time I'm currently outgrowing the life I'm living in this time and that's why I don't really hang out with people unless like I talk to them all the time which I only do to like maybe three people in this time and I'm just kind of not down to hang out with people I'm like outgrowing and just not really fucking with anymore it's just a waste of energy and time and it's just kind of like whatever that's why I'm like high-key just staying home avoiding human beings because one I have no idea how to socially interact with human beings and two um I'm just tired of wasting energy on people that I don't really care about too much anymore or that I don't really like relate to in any way or they're just not really as there for me as they should be I guess I don't know so I was really dreading my birthday and I was like I don't even want to celebrate this like if I could just literally not care about my birthday and just pretend it's another day or postpone my birthday or whatever then I would and even on midnight I like I was crying a lot before my birthday like I was like not excited I was like well I'm not rich I'm not successful I don't have a trillion trillion dollars in my bank account I can't go to Miami and throw my ass in a circle in a thong uh, on a yacht and have somebody else pay for my shit all right that's the real birthday I would wanted to have and I know that's a little bit cliche right now because everyone's doing that shit right now and Miami like literally Miami is the hot spot and am I there no does it hurt my heart yes Yes, it does. And I know every Miamian that would ever listen to it, like, literally, it's Miami. Like, I don't see the hype. I'm like, babe, you don't see the hype? I get it. Just like I don't I don't see the hype of people seeing LA is fun. It's really not. It's really not. And I'm telling you now, if you're ever considering moving to LA, please don't. There are enough of us here, and there's a lot of people leaving anyways. So just don't bother. Don't bother. You won't survive if you're not from here. You, you just won't. Unless you're gay, then that's totally fine. Just go to West Hollywood. You'll be loved and accepted as you are, as you should be. But in general, um, I was really, really, really loathing my birthday this year. And I was like, well, I'm unaccomplished, still unemployed, and I'm still not making money from the things I want to be employed for, like this podcast. So I'm like, oh, here we go again. Nah. <laughs> and so it hit me. I was like, damn, girl. Damn. You're this unaccomplished at 22. You're gonna be this unaccomplished at year 22. And I'm tired of people saying, you're young, you'll flourish, you have so much time. I'm like, stop saying that. I know I have a lot of time. I'm tired of people telling me like, oh, like you could die tomorrow. I'm like, do you realize that a normal average human lives on this planet for about 50 to 70, 80 years? that's a lot of time on a planet and even then I feel like I don't have enough time so I was genuinely panicking crying having having like so many existential crises left and right am I still having them yes yes I am I am very prone to existential crises anytime I some every time I see something that could possibly lead to an existential moment it always happens you know it's inevitable for me and I was feeling very existential and also not only that I was feeling like damn I have nothing to show for 22 nothing at all like anybody can go to college I'm not that excited about it I don't even care about my major and I'm only going because my family wants me to so like I don't really have a purpose here in this time plus I'm not a billionaire at this time and I would like to be 
So I don't have to live in the shithole that I live in right now, which is my nightmare, which is also my hometown. (laughs) So it's like, I'm very, I'm having a lot of emotions here, as you can tell. They're not very great emotions. And I keep trying to see the positives in this because truly, like, it is a lot harder than it sounds because you're like, oh my God, like, just be grateful that you're up and awake and alive and, like, healthy. I'm like, I'm just not, it has nothing to do with that. I'm very grateful for all those things. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful to have them. I'm grateful for my sister. I'm grateful to have the people that are still left in my life. But also, it's just like, even that seems like it's not enough. And it just feel. I mean, like, this whole week has been a lot of realization and everything. But prior to my birthday, like June 8th and the days before that, the weeks before that, I was just like dreading every second before my birthday. I was just like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, I swear to God, if this is like another, if I have to celebrate another birthday in my hometown next year, I think I'll just kill myself. Like, I can't do it. And then my birthday rolls around. I made plans to have reservations with friends for a dinner because like, that's the least I could do. If I'm not gonna be that excited about my own birthday, like Lily has nothing to do with anyone else except myself. Like this only has to do with me. Like I'm not mad about the people in my life. Like I love them very much and I'm very thankful for them. But like, do I need to take it out on them? Obviously not. And I was trying very hard to mask that I wasn't very excited for my own birthday for hours. Like, my mom was super excited for me. I was like, I, I wish you weren't. Like, I know I'm your, like, daughter and everything, but I really wish you weren't, like, caring that much. Like, God, okay. So, morning of June 9th, I am now 22, dreading my birthday. And I'm like, God, what does today hold? Just try to enjoy it, girl. Just try. Try to put on that face. Try to pretend you care. Try to pretend that this is not horrible for yourself. And then it wasn't. I spent the day with my mother in the day, you know, spent some time with her and I realized I was like, damn, my mom is really the only best friend I have and that's okay. You want to know why? Because I trust none of you bitches. None of you. All right. I trust no one. My mom, I trust though. I trust my, I would trust my mom with my life. Duh. Would die for her, obviously. Like true bestie form. But also, is she the bestie I have currently? Yeah. Is she the number one bestie? Of course. Because she's the only woman I trust. Like, fuck every single one of you. Like, I hate every single person. Like, some women are catty. Some women are pick-me's. Like, I never seem to win here. And I just don't want to make new friends now because I want to be moving anyway. So what's the point of making new friends if I'm just going to be like, skirt, you know? But is my mother my bestie? Yeah. And I have no shame in that because I trust her and she trusts me. Like, I trust her with my life. She gave birth to me. We're besties. We were, I was in the womb with her. I was her womb. I think I can say a good, you know, solid good thing or two about my mother. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can. I know I can. But the point, she's my bestie. She's the only one I trust. The only woman I trust. And that's just facts, girl. But then I realized I go to dinner, have some... By the way, if you live in California, if you live in Southern California, I highly recommend Granville in Beverly Hills, WeHo area. If you're in that area or you ever visit that area, um, I recommend the salmon, the grilled cheese as an appetizer. And I drank so much on my birthday. As I should though, because I'm not gonna lie, I don't drink alcohol as it is. I'm more of like a um, devil's lettuce kind of gal. That's kind of like my expertise. Although I've been having a lot of bad trips for the past few months, almost a full year on the devil's lettuce, but you know, it's because I'm really depressed. <laughs> but you know, you 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 win some and you lose some. But regardless, I was having a blast and I felt nothing. I'm no lightweight like some of you bitches. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Um, wouldn't be me, will never be me. 
Um, but it started out with uh, a nice, lovely dinner with the gals. Very appreciative of the queens that showed up, and they were up there for me, and I appreciate their time and their attention and their dedication. I loved it. It was a nice, mellow dinner. It was great. It was Gemini season, and our waitress was a Gemini as well. Her birthday, I believe, was either yesterday or today. So happy belated or day of birthday to you, Miss Waitress. Her name was Lindsay. We love her. And she was super, super dope. Gave her a fat tip. I was like, Queen, you deserve it. And here's how it began. I arrived to the premises of Grandville. Well, not Grand. It was Gran. No D. Ville of the lovely restaurant. I looked this up and it took me a long time to find this restaurant anyways. And I was like, I wonder what their story is. Let's check it out. It has five stars. We're going to see what it's all about. So I booked the reservation for three and I arrived to the premises only to see that they got beautiful drinks on the menu. They had a nice bar. I was like, oh, is this where I'm going to get fucked up? Perhaps it might be. So there was this lovely drink on the menu that was called the Tipsy Lemonade. And it was exactly as you would picture it. Yes, a tipsy lemonade with ha- like with vodka, but also a nice balance of actual lemonade. Like I love drinks in general. It's not to be alcoholic or not. I love when, especially with coffee. It's like a perfect combination of like in your mouth and flavor of coffee and the milk. Like I don't like when it's like too. It's like, it has to be 50-50. It has to be leveled out. The same with the tipsy lemonade. It tasted like lemonade, but also vodka perfect combo 50 50 on both sides i hate when i make my own iced coffee or i go get iced coffee somewhere and they fuck it up they're like i always say okay can i get a small iced coffee with oat milk or something and then they drown that shit with oat milk and i'm like ma'am madam or like no especially at dunkin donuts okay this is totally off topic but we're gonna get to the restaurant basically in general, drinks. For example, coffee. At Dunkin' Donuts, it is very hit or miss, depending on who makes it. It really just depends on your local Dunkin' Donuts. I know this is not a very West Coast thing, but you bitches have got to get on the Dunkin' Donuts train. If you still drink Starbucks iced coffee, seek help. You need help. Their coffee is like too coffee at that point. There's no, there's not enough room for the milk. There's not enough room for the milk flavor. It's just drowning in just coffee, coffee, coffee. And I'm like, that's not how you make an iced coffee. That's not how you make the perfect iced coffee. But at Dunkin', if the right person makes your iced coffee, it should be a perfect balance of actual caffeine and milk. Whatever milk you get. If you still drink cow milk, I'm very much judging you. I I really pray for your stomach. But it's supposed to be a balance, babes. It's not supposed to be one or the other, especially with this like tipsy lemonade from this restaurant. It was the perfect balance of vodka that wouldn't fuck me up too much. That's why it's called, hence, tipsy lemonade. Not drunk lemonade, tipsy. I had about maybe five of those lemonades and I was still vibing. I was still conscious. I was still aware of my surroundings. I knew where we were and I knew what was going down. I was fully in the loop of what was going on. I was like, okay, my name is Gabriela Sanchez. I'm vibing. I'm in Beverly Hills, the Soho area, no, West, Ho- like West Hollywood area. We're good. I'm aware of that. Then I decided to up my game. There was also a lovely cucumber martini on the menu. Mind you, I am a total whore for anything cucumbered. 
cucumber lemonade, cucumber flavored food, cucumbers by themselves, cucumber with a little salt, uh, pepino con limón y sal. If you know, you know. Basically, I am a uh, pepino connoisseur, if you will, an enthusiast, if you will. They are a snack, they are a meal, and they are a passion of mine of cucumbers. Like I said, if you know, you know. And I saw that on the menu and I was like, ma'am, <laughs> well, I would like to order the cucumber martini, you know. And what was funny is that I have, I have no idea of alcohol whatsoever at all. I have no concept of it. I've ne- like the most I've drank ever was my 22nd birthday. Like that was the most I drank, which was like four, no, three days ago that was june 9th of my i'm actually 22 if anybody would like to venmo me money you know i'm just saying um my venmo is ella hyphen san san just saying i'm just saying but um i have no idea of alcohol so i asked my gals over there with me i was like y'all y'all are the alcoholics here um is it dangerous to mix these drinks together from like lemonade, tipsy lemonade to a, a martini? And they're like, no, as long as it's vodka and vodka, you're fine. And I was like, okay, I trust you. And then I was like triple checking with the waitress. I'm like, ma'am, is this okay? And she's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. You are going from like a tipsy lemonade, which are super like mellow, but like still really good and still gets you a little buzzed to like the strongest thing we have on the menu. I'm very impressed. But yeah, you'll be fine. I was like, ma'am? Ma'am, I just had like six tipsy lemonades with hella vodka in them. If you accumulate all the vodka of like how many tipsy lemonades I had, which were about five maybe, I lost count and I don't really remember doing that. But um, yeah, it was nice. It was fun. I was like, oh, fuck yes. I love this for me. Absolutely. But then she was like, oh, you're going from one of the like the strongest things we have on this menu. I was like, okay, ma'am. <laughs> okay. And so it began. I received my cucumber martini. Was it good? Yes. So fucking good. And I keep, mind you, I have no idea what a martini even tastes like. I have no idea. All I know is that martinis have olives in them. That one doesn't because it's like a flavored martini. But regardless, it was delicious. Drank it in one sitting. It was delicious. Um, And I wasn't fucked up after that. I was still conscious. I was like, okay, my name is Gabriela Sanchez. I'm in the Beverly Hills, West Hollywood area. I'm good. I'm with like these two women today. Like they're my besties today. Like we're good. We're, they're my besties. We're good. I'm safe. And keep in mind, still not feeling shit. Not even a little bit. Like as the cucumber martini really went up, I was like, yeah, um, this is kind of going to my head and I can kind of feel it going down my throat, the vodka, the burning, but at the same time, I couldn't feel it that much because like one of my friends, she took a sip and she was like, you know, you can actually feel the vodka going down your throat. Like, I can feel the heat of it. I was like, you can? Couldn't be me. No, I'm just kidding. And I was, I finished it and I was like, you know, what the hell? Let's go for a tipsy mart. Let's go for a tipsy lemonade again. Ordered another one. I think I did. I've honestly lost count of how many tipsy lemonades I had that night. And plus I forgot I had food. I had salmon. <laughs> I had mac and cheese on the side. I tried all my girlfriend's plates. It was a nice time. And then I finished my tipsy lemonade. I recall if I ordered it. And then I decided to be ballsy because I wanted a mojito the second I arrived, but I was dying to try that tipsy lemonade first. So I just kept ordering the tipsy lemonade, the tipsy lemonade, one after the other. 
peeing after pee and I love a drunk pee but keep in mind I'm not even drunk I, I feel nothing I feel very conscious of my surroundings so I finished the tipsy lemonades I had to begin with then I finished my martini and what do I decide to do order a mojito yes and I decided to ask my girlfriends the alcoholics yet again I was like y'all um y'all are the alcohol experts um can I mix uh, vodka and rum? And they were like, I mean, I've done it. I'm fine. I was like, oh, okay, we good. <laughs> so we're just gonna take the fucking leap of faith. We're gonna mix vodka and rum together. So I decided to mix vodka and rum together. And keep in mind, I was already ha- I already told myself that I was gonna leave around 8.30, almost nine, because the restaurant closed at nine anyways. So I was like, eh, we gotta skedaddle. Luckily, I was not driving. Neither of my girlfriends were. None of us were driving. So I was like getting fucked up to the max. And, but I'm not even getting fucked up because I really didn't feel anything. I felt nothing when I got home, like at all. I just started singing like some CNCO. I was like, Yo quiero tenerte a mi lado pa que bailemos pegado. I mean, like, if you know, you know. Shout out to CNCO. I know that I, they don't know I exist, but that's okay. I know they exist. And drunk me was really in the zone when I got home. I was like, Yo quiero tenerte a mi lado pa que bailemos pegado. You know? Anyways, you know, and I decided to order the mojito. And since I was already heading out, I dead ass asked my lovely waitress, Gemini waitress. I was like, hey, girl, I don't want this mojito to go to waste because I'm paying good money for this. But also I'm heading out. Can you bring me a little sippy cup? If I can just, you know, take it on the go because I'm not driving. So it's a it's a to go. And she's like, girl, you know. So she brings me my lovely little coffee looking, uh, it looks like a coffee like um, cup, but in reality, they don't know. People looking at me don't know. They're like, oh, she's drinking coffee at 8 p.m. No, ma'am, that's a mojito in my drink. And did I finish it before I, my mother, my lovely mother picked me up? Yeah. And so since I finished it before she got there, I was like, you know what, fuck it all. One last hurrah. I want a tipsy lemonade to go. And so my lovely Gemini waitress, she brought it to me. She was like, okay, here are your tipsy lemonades. Here you go. Here's the bill. Did I cry at the bill? Not too much. Was it a painful for me on my own birthday having to pay for my own meal? Yeah. I'm kind of tired of paying for my own shit. You know, it's kind of getting annoying at this point. I'm like, wow, maybe a sugar daddy wouldn't be so bad. But anyways, um, it's fine. It's cool. Um, still mad about it low-key, but it's fine. And so I brought my lovely mojito and tipsy lemonade to go. And when I got home, I... Well, I was actually singing on my way home My as my mother was, you know, being the blessed bestie she is. She was my ride, you know? She was like, you know what? I don't want you driving late at night on a lift. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm too scared to do that. I don't want to get, you know, killed or raped or all of the above very late at night. So I'm going to, I'm going to take you up on the offer, mother. Just, you know, pick me up. She's like, okay. And she picked me up and I was drunk out of my mind, but not really drunk though. I was like still conscious. And I was like, well, for all of that, for all the drinks I have had already, I'm still not fucked up as much as I was expecting. Well, I guess so, but I did have a nice, nice little buzz almost drunk because I was starting to get lit as I got home. And that's why I started singing 
Samson some Sancio. I was like, Yo quiero tenerte a mi lado que bailemos pegado. I just wouldn't shut the fuck up with that one damn line. I just wouldn't shut the fuck up with that damn line. I was like, bitch, the whole, they, it's a whole song. Just sing the rest of it. But no, drunk me was like, no. Yo quiero tenerte a mi, you know? I don't know if I'm gonna get copyrighted for that. God, I hope not. Please, Sancio, don't sue me. I'm a huge fan. Um, but regardless, I was really in the zone and I was like feeling myself. I was shaking my non-existent ass to that as I was singing it because, you know, you know me had at least maybe seven tipsy lemonades, which is pretty much a lot of vodka in my system, more than my liver has ever handled in my entire 22 years of life. Um, and plus a little bit of rum. And not only that, but I was fearful of this hangover because I've never experienced a hangover. And so I was like, okay, let's strategize. The second I got home, let's strategize. Let me make some tea, some ginger tea, some turmeric, or turmeric, right. Then let me take some ibuprofen and let me just lay down, drink hella water, a gallon of water. And so I did all of those steps. No hangover, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, her. And here's the, here's the kicker. <laughs> and that was my birthday. Pretty much the end of my birthday was that. Still a lovely birthday. I was like very existential about it. I was very against it, but I did have a nice time, which I'm very thankful for. So shout out to my mom and my besties that came with me to dinner and witnessed me get fucked up for the first time. Love it. And also, <laughs> it doesn't even end there because I ended up going to bed. Like my birthday was finished, all right? But the next day, the next day, y'all, June 10th, an unexpected surprise I had to deal with. It was the day your girl got her period. Warning, blood warning, you know, women warning because, you know, women bleed every month. And, <laughs> and you would think it ends there, but it doesn't. Luckily, I did not wake up hangover. God, I was so mentally prepared and I did the right thing. So shout out to my besties for giving me the uh, advice on how to not wake up with a hangover. But it doesn't even end there. So I wake up with my period and I know in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what this is about to be. Long story short, I was getting a copper IUD inserted in me. I'm going to talk about that more in depth another time because I'm waiting until I fully experience a copper IUD birth control because it's only like, what, it's been two days since I've got it and I'm supposed to like live with it now for like 10 years of my life. That's up my pussy for a very long time. I'm going to wait to tell that story, but I'm so excited. I'm literally so excited to have an IUD. I don't think y'all understand. Like I'm having a blast. Like I'm literally telling everyone I can tell. I'm like, guys, did you know I got a copper IUD inserted in my pussy? Yeah. I need you to know that. I need you to know that I got an inserted in me. Like, I need you to know. Like, do you want to see? Do you want to feel a string? I'm that obsessed without it because I'm like actually loving it. And I will get into it another time, maybe in a podcast episode, maybe in a YouTube video because, and this is where like all of the tying of this episode and the actual topic we're going to talk about today comes in because the topic today is society is lying to you. And when I say that, I mean, there's a lot of branches and subtopics to be discussing about that because I'm going to move from my birthday celebration and realizations 
Because regardless if you enjoy your birthday or not, which like most people do, I don't know how. I wish I could be one of those people. And then a lot of people I know don't really care about their birthdays. But regardless if you like or care or do care or don't care about your own birthday, you end up realizing a lot of things and you learn a lot of lessons you never thought you would. And long story short, I didn't actually have the official appointment for my IUD insertion. I couldn't schedule an appointment because I wasn't sure when my period would come because it said it was going to come on a weekend and the gynecologist I was going to see only opens during weekdays. They are not open on Saturdays and Sundays. So I was a little worried and I was like praying that I would get it (laughs) very early. (laughs) I was like, please, y'all, please let me get it soon. Not birthday soon though, not on my birthday, but the day after maybe. I wasn't picky. I was actually hoping I would get it the next week, kind of come it a little later like, you know, maybe June, like now, like June 12th would have been, no, June like 15th would have been nice, but no, she came on the 10th, the day after my birthday. And which kind of sucked because I had dinner reservations with my mother to go to have like a birthday dinner with my mother. And I'm very upset that I didn't get to make that because I was going to get something up my pussy, you know, it's just kind of something you don't know what's going to happen. Very, very dangerous to play with that. But um, regardless, I will tell a story another time. And if you know me in real life, I would love to tell you the story because I'm very happy to be part of the IUD, copper IUD gang. You know, we, uh, we besties here. If you're a copper IUD user, please send me a DM. Send me like my Instagram is always linked in my episodes, please send me a DM. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about girly things. Like let's talk about like how relatable it is. But regardless, I think it was because how much alcohol I had the night before, it was kind of like triggering. And also I read that like to get your period earlier, drink chamomile, ginger, and turmeric tea, or like eat the foods that like trigger it. And I ate all of those things and I drank all of those teas (laughs) the few days before, but prior to my birthday. And I also drank so much alcohol the night before. It just was bound to happen. And so I woke up and I was like, fuck. Now I gotta call them and tell them I need to come in. I almost didn't do it, but here we are, you know? Now I'm a copper IUD gang gal. But now that I realize this, I'm 30 minutes into this podcast and we're actually getting to the actual fucking topic, which society is lying to you, okay? Because all this time, as I was explaining my whole birthday story, as I was explaining my entire week so far, I realized so many things because I was so scared to get this IUD inserted because I walked in there literally the day after my birthday. I was like mortified. I was like, fuck, you couldn't have waited just a week period. You know, I I couldn't have been like a week late out of magic. No, I, I couldn't have been. And so I went to go to my OBGYN I called them right away. I was like, y'all, y'all been waiting for my call because y'all told me to call y'all when I get my period and I just got it. And they were like, okay, come at 145. 145 comes, I go, we get it and boom. But as I was sitting in that chair, taking the vitals as you know, one does at a hospital or a uh, doctor's office, if you will, I was genuinely panicking about getting it because it was something so new and it was something so scary for me to think about because 
I never like it really like you don't really think about these things as people especially if you're a woman in, in general like you just don't think about like the possible side effects that can happen even though they're like one in a million chance that you might get it even if you're healthy it's like the possibility and the people that do have these things because I've always known you can get cancer in your uterus I've always known you can get cancer in your or breast cancer or you can get any form of cancer that's really like regarding the feminine organs and reproductive system and it's very sad it very much is and I was like panicking I was like oh my god like what happens if this pericard ends up like really ruining my life and then I ended up realizing that after I got it inserted I was fine like I didn't pass out I was able to walk normally I was like not anxious anymore because it wasn't as bad as I thought it was and then I was like you know I should be more fortunate to have a healthy uterus I should be like I should be I should be praying and thankful to the universe and being like girl you should be thankful you have a uterus that does its job does it well and you got good genes and that's the truth and I it really made me realize in that moment because I'm on day two of recovering from it and although my period is longer right now which really sucks because usually day three or like no day two of my period it's kind of, you know, super, it's kind of like, you know, because I've only had it for maybe two and a half days because I got it on June 10th, like on a half day. Like it was the, the middle of the day when I got it. And then the yesterday, so it was technically, it's been like two and a half days. And tomorrow will be the third day that I'm like really like fully recovering. And like my, uh, my doctor, she said I couldn't sit in a swimming pool or a, of I like I can't sit in water for a very long time and I can't I can't do hard cardio I asked her if I could work out she's like after three days you'll be fine I was like you mean to tell me I can't work out for three days <laughs> that's terrible but but also I think oh yeah no tampons for three days so although I'm adjusting to this new adjustment into my life, it made me realize that like, okay, I just got it all on my period. Like I, I literally had my day, like my birthday the day before. It really sucks I have to go get an IUD the second after I get and celebrate my birthday. And I'm really upset I had to cancel my reservation with my mother for dinner. But it made me realize that there's a bigger picture here is that like, I am so happy and so thankful, incredibly thankful to have a uterus that works, that's fully functioning, and it's a normal uterus and it's not oddly shaped because I actually figured out in a podcast, dude, they're like, no, the day before my birthday, I think June 8th or something, I was listening to a podcast about this woman that was experiencing the copper IUD insertion and how horrible the experience was for her. And she found out that she had an oddly shaped uterus. It was like a heart shaped. And I was like, can you even have a heart shaped uterus? what if I have that? You know, it was like more of like those like what ifs, you know? And they were really dawning on me for a very long time. But also I didn't really think too much of the birth control method I wanted because I wanted a birth control that wasn't with hormones and that was my only option. I didn't really have any other option. And I wasn't going to think of any other, any other options. And I'm so thankful that I didn't have to think about alternatives because this one is currently working. So hopefully it stays that way. I have 10 years with this thing, so, you know, who knows what happens next, but knock on wood that nothing happens, and I'm very protected, and I'm very, very grateful to have this experience, and also grateful to even have access to this birth control that many women don't have, 
so and please honestly since we're on the topic of birth control i would say highly recommend it and if, if you if you are able to get it during this time please do your research on birth control um roe v wade is currently a topic to be discussing right now and it's also on the verge of most likely being overturned so please ladies if you are seeking birth control or you're unsure if you want to get it i'm not going to pressure you into doing it but now would be the time to do it before uh, roe v wade is eventually or if it is overturned so i highly recommend to do your research and see what works best for you and no pressure obviously this is your body your choice you can do whatever the hell you want and remember that you have Planned Parenthood on your side and if you have health insurance, which you, are, you should be very fortunate to have if you have health insurance, you can seek, you know, OBGYNs that can help you with that, that can perform, um, you know, IUD insertions or prescribe you a pill or any form of birth control that you are seeking. There are answers. I highly recommend the birth control Reddit on Reddit, literally. And also my only lesson I've learned prior to, or like post IUD insertion is that every woman reacts differently. And I will go into that a different time, a different topic when I'm fully like on a year with the IUD insert. It's been literally two days since I've had it. It's been great actually. Um, but I would say, you know, do your own research, do whatever you have to do, whatever, do whatever feels comfortable for you. Find out what kind of uterus you have, literally. I didn't even know you could have a heart-shaped uterus until like four days ago. I didn't know that, <laughs> I had no idea. So do your research on that, do whatever works for you, do whatever your heart desires and whatever is best for you and your partner that you currently have if you are in a relationship. And please just do whatever you can if you feel like it. If you don't, good for you, whatever your heart desires not gonna do not gonna force anything but that was one lesson i learned post literally the day less not even 24 hours after my birthday and also being 22 and learning a lot about life and society that's where it comes in because i kept reading these horror stories and these women saying that it was the worst experience of their life and they didn't even stay on copper iud i have yet to, i've only seen very few women actually enjoying it and i am probably one of those few people so um it was like, oh my God, like I'm terrified. I don't even want to do this. Cause like the second I got my period and I had to call, I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Like I do not want to go. And I ended up going. And I also, another lesson I learned is that do not go alone to your IUD insertion if you choose to get it. Go with a friend, go with a family member that you trust. And you're, if you go with a family member, your family member will not be in the same room with you as you're getting inserted. It will, they'll be in the waiting room, holding your hand, waiting to hold your hand after if you choose the right parent or relative to come with you, or maybe your cousin or something like that. Just, just have someone go with you. I was gonna go alone, but I'm very happy I didn't go alone. Um, it's just like moral support, because like you, like you know, you can do this. You know that you can do the insertion. It's just like it's terrifying thinking about it and thinking how it's gonna be executed because you're terrified of the repercussions, everything you've read online, every person, every woman that's sad about it and they're like terrified of it and they didn't like it or whatever, that does not mean that's gonna be your experience. Cause I was terrified. Y'all, I ordered like diapers. I ordered postpartum underwear, diapers, feminine diapers, pads. And all I've been using are pads that, because I can't use tampons, but also I've been using pads. And every time I look at the pad, it's not even that crazy. And I'm very blessed. I'm very, very blessed. <laughs> Bless up. <laughs> Although my period is longer and the cramps have been heavier, but they're bearable and ibuprofen is on my side every time. 
but it is 11.50 and I'm actually just, I'm just like saying like every daily lesson I've been learning so far ever since I turned 22, which has been a, literally like a whole lesson after lesson after lesson, day after day kind of energy. And society's lying to you. Like just because I read all these women saying like, their experience with copper IUD was like the worst experience of their life, why they didn't keep it, why they choose, chose another form of birth control, whatever it may be, that does not mean that was gonna be my experience. And I didn't realize that. I had no idea that was gonna be my experience. I had no idea that the experience I'm currently ex like living in right now would be my outcome. I thought I was gonna be bleeding all over the place. I thought I was gonna be leaking my bed. I thought I was gonna be bleeding on my couch, bleeding everywhere I sat, and that was not the case. And I'm very thankful, knock on wood, I'm thankful for that. But just because you read it online from somebody else's experience and somebody else's point of view or you watch a YouTube video and how somebody's experience went with a certain birth control, it doesn't have to be the copper IUD, or a certain birth control that they experience does not mean that will be you. And that goes for all life, it doesn't have to even be birth control. It's like just because somebody's experience in something went horribly or went terribly, that does not mean that yours will that's just how life works. And the second life lesson I have learned thus far as I somewhat wrap this up and I'm gonna pop a birth control, no, whoa, not birth control, my I, my, uh, my melatonin, my melatonin. Usually I've been filming really late these past few weeks um, for the podcast episode, but I didn't yawn this time. I'm very passionate about this topic today because you know, you live and you learn and society is lying to you because how many times have you seen, like every time, this is why I don't do Instagram anymore, okay? I know this is kind of stupid because you're like, I'm like somewhat a grown adult and you're like letting people's lives affect you. But let me just say this, okay? I have been living in my hometown for ever since I graduated high school, which has been maybe three to four years. And in those three to four years, I have grown miserable every day, truly. As sad as that may be, as dark as that may be, as I don't want people saying, I'm so sorry for you. I'm like, no, I made the dumbass decision to stay here, which I regret every day. However, I have learned a lot of things of things I don't like. I have learned a lot about myself and the shit I don't want to tolerate and the shit I don't want to deal with anymore. Hold on, let me uh <laughs> pop this melatonin so I can sleep like a baby. I was gonna watch Naruto before I go to bed, but guess not. And we're gonna take the melatonin break. Woo! You know. All right, melatonin is ingested. Let's wrap this up, y'all. But, you know, it's just how you perceive things. And I've been living in my hometown for this long, and I've learned how many things I cannot bear anymore. And my tolerance for living here has grown very thin. <laughs> I would. I thought that I could bear it and I thought that I could handle it on my own, but I really can't. And not only is the city the problem, it's the people that I've met, the people I've encountered, the people I've kept in my life, and also it's just the trauma I have dealt with in my own personal life. I have dealt with too much trauma for me to stay here in the place that caused my trauma and I have lived the trauma I don't think it's very healthy for me to stay here when I've been through so much trauma. So living in the city that caused me so much trauma and issues and unhappiness, you learn a lot to live with 
and you learn to grow a harder shell and bear that until you are fully ready to move. I mean, financially, like if I had the finances, I would be gone years ago. But regardless, you live and you learn in the life that you choose. And I chose, unfortunately, to stay here when I wish I didn't. It took me a while for me to regret that decision, but I'm here now and I've learned that decision. And I'm telling you that society's lying to you. Because let me say this, how many times have you gone on Instagram and you see everybody partying or you've seen people having fun and you're like, wow, like I wish I could be on a boat in Miami with my ass out on a thong and a yacht. Because that's been me for the past, like, I don't know, whole summer. Every person I've been following has been in Miami so far. Miami's the dream city I'm going to be in in like September or something. That hurts me. That hurts me a lot in so many ways because I'm not living the life I deserve to be living. I'm not in the location I want to be. I'm not meeting new people. I'm not experiencing life. I'm not, you know, being with my family that lives there. I'm not experiencing the life I want to live. And it sucks. It really fucking sucks, you know? It really does. And it makes you think, I'm like, damn, like, how come they get to be there and I don't? Because, like, I've considered about visiting Miami so many times this summer, but I'm just like, it would only make me sadder because I know I can't stay. It only makes me, it makes me feel really sad because I'm just, like, wasting all this money to go stay in Miami for, like, what, a weekend? A week, maybe? come back, live my shitty life again, and then realize and just reminisce on the staying there. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just so draining. It's like very exhausting. And unfortunately, no job I apply for is gonna make me the money enough for me to move there permanently. That's just how life it is. Like the cost of living and the salaries that these jobs are providing are not mathing. It's not matching up. It's just how harsh the reality is for me. And it sucks. It really fucking sucks. Am I mad about it? 1000%. But am I gonna do something about it? Of course. It took me a long time to realize that this is what I wanted and I have to. But I'm tired of this society making me feel like I'm having a huge fear of missing out, like FOMO. Because I've been feeling that way since summer began. I've been seeing people like living my, you know, yacht fantasy in Miami for like the whole summer. It sucks. It really hurts. It really hurts my feelings. But what am I going to do about it? Try to figure it out. That's how life is. That's how we all do. And it's just... I don't know. It's just... It really sucks. It makes you put into perspective. I'm like, damn. I'm missing so much. And reality, let me just end it with this. Everything that you are doing in this life right now, whether you want to believe it, and I'm going to take my own advice here too. I'm going to try to take my own advice at least because it's very hard to take your own advice because easier said than done, of course. But what you are doing in this lifetime right now is fine. You are doing everything that is meant for yourself in this time. I don't know who needs to hear that, but it's true. You may not believe you're doing enough. You may not believe that you're gonna be able to succeed. You may believe that whatever you're doing is stupid. You may believe that this is pointless. You may believe that all of the work that you're putting in, whether it is, you know, in your passion or in your job or in your, you know, project for school, whatever your scenario may be, you may think it's not enough or it's just not good enough. And trust me, it is. 
just post about it if you desire. If you want to post about it and see if it's going to make an impact, please do. For me personally, I want to make a YouTube video about regarding being a woman because it really fucking sucks and how much it costs to be a woman, I'm telling you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you really don't know about this podcast. And also, you don't know about women. Do you not realize how expensive it is to be a woman? Do you know how expensive it is, like, not even just to be a woman, but just as a, like, living person on this planet? Even existing costs a lot of money. And if you want to live your life in this society, like, go have fun in this world, you have a lot of money to pay for. That's just the harsh reality. Is it worth it every time? Of course, because you're celebrating, you're having fun, you're enjoying whatever life has to offer you, of course. But in the grander scheme of things, it costs a lot of money to do that. If you want to do it, you know, bougie style. If you don't, then you're pretty much set to go. But being a human being costs a lot of money. Existing itself costs a lot of money. And if you want to live and exist on this planet, shit is expensive, especially if you're a woman. Like self-care, I mean. Self-care, like leg wax or, you know, rare wax, you know, it's very expensive. And also, I talked about my copper IUD insertion. I'm very passionate about it and I like talking about it because one, it's fun, and two, there's so many memes about like the whole copper IUD situation. And would I have had a community if it were not for birth control Reddit? I would have not had community. There are women after women after women talking about birth control on the birth control Reddit, literally. That is the whole point of these like subreddits and communities on Reddit and several other communities on different social media groups and Facebook groups and whatever it may be because there are women and people that need those groups. And especially men, if men feel the need that they need to reach out to another man, but they're scared for some reason. They go to a subreddit, they go to another Facebook group, they go to whatever it may be, where they feel that they can be heard, hear some thoughts, hear what other men have to say. And also not even just men, but like for people that are non-binary, they need some place to reach out to. They need to feel heard because they may not feel like they're heard. The people in their lives may not understand them the way that, you know, maybe another non-binary person would understand like they would. You know, it's just like those communities matter. And if you think that your particular community doesn't matter, or if you think that your work is not going to matter, if you think that you posting about something doesn't matter, I promise you that there is someone out there that would very much appreciate your work. Why do you think that every time you look up something so oddly specific, like a YouTube tutorial, let's say like, let's say you want to know how to learn how to sew or crochet, if you will. There are several people on YouTube tutorials that can teach you for free, for free on a free platform. YouTube tutorials, I'm going to University of YouTube tutorials because YouTube tutorials has taught me more than any education institution has ever taught me. And that is just facts, okay? There are people on subreddit and Reddit all over the place that have answered your question 10 years ago. Maybe you're talking about like, you know, Adobe Photoshop and you wanna know a specific detail. And you may think, ugh, there's, this is not gonna exist on the internet. And it does. Society is lying to you because they keep saying you gotta go to college, you gotta get a job, and then for what? What is that gonna take you? Unless you wanna be a lawyer or a doctor or any sort of like major job that requires you getting like a certificate or um, a doctorate or just any form of degree that requires education with it, like a lawyer and doctor, then yes, don't listen to me because literally like it, or an engineer, if you will. Don't listen to me because <laughs> you need a degree whether you like it or not. But 
if you want to be an artist, if you want to be a creative, if you want to be all of these things and more in the creative field, trust me, you do not need college for that. You can just believe in yourself and believe that you get there and you will. It's pointless to put faith and your trust in these things that will some either, because me personally, I've had like school genuinely like completely stomp on my creative process. I don't think I've ever felt creative when it came to school because they just make, they just give you busy work. That's all it is. Unless you're in a, if you, unless you're in a major that is something that you're interested in, which is very hard to get into, by the way, I've done it and it sucks. It's very hard. But society always says like, oh, you have to get a job. When are you going to get a job? When are you going to get a salary? I'm like, babe, I'm telling you now, the harsh reality is if you want to live a nice lifestyle, if you want to live like the bougie if you want to be on a yacht every day, if you want to be financially free, that comes with entrepreneurship. That's the harsh reality. That is the way it is. As cringy as entrepreneur sounds, as cringy as entrepreneur influencers sound, it's just the truth. That's how life works. Me personally, I'm aiming to be an entrepreneur. That is the whole point of what I'm doing currently in this life, in this stage of my life right now, in this phase of my life. It is a lot of work to learn this on my own. It is a lot of work to do a lot of research, Google, and come up with my own projects that will take me there if I physically dedicate myself to it, which is a lot of work. It's a lot of mental work and it hurts. It hurts so much. It hurts my brain so much researching these topics and, you know, writing these notes down or, and you don't know who's right and who's wrong because you're watching a bunch of people say different things or you're watching a lot of entrepreneurs say different things and one person says the other, but the other person says another thing. You never know what's the wrong, right or wrong answers. But hey, society always says that you gotta get a nine to five and get a nice salary. I'm like, no, you don't. Follow whatever your heart desires. And if you want to be financially free, entrepreneurship is the answer. You being on a nine to five is not the answer. Unless you want to be, I'm not hating on that. It's just not for me personally. But if that's what you're comfortable with and you're okay with that lifestyle, who am I to judge? Really, who am I to judge? But I just can't imagine a happy life in capitalist society. I can't imagine living a life being happy in a capitalism society. I can't imagine a life where I go to a nine to five and I'm genuinely happy and I come home, sit in traffic and whatever it may be. Cause I've done the whole sitting in traffic after, during the rush hours of both during like morning and night. It's exhausting in so many ways. And you feel like you're being drained as you're sitting in this traffic. Like I'm dead ass, like I'm not even kidding. So whatever your heart desires, y'all, honestly, who am I to judge? It's not me. I'm not the one that's making these, but I'm telling you, society's a fucking liar to you. Because they say you gotta do all these things. They say you're doing your, and don't even get me started on the dating scene on fucking online social media. Everyone's like, if you don't have kids by 30, then that's a red flag. I'm like, you guys think that somebody breathing air is a red flag? Like, please make up your mind. Like, you guys are not saying anything credibility-wise worthy. Like, live your fucking life. Stop looking at social media. And honestly, to be honest with you, if you are feeling existential like me, or you're in a different phase in your life than everyone else is seeming to be in your lifestyle, just delete Instagram, delete Twitter, delete whatever social media is making you feel that way. Because Instagram is like my number one like app that I feel like absolutely like shit about myself, unaccomplished, like failing at life more than ever before. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly. I've deleted the app several times. I only use it to post about the podcast or just like whenever I feel like posting and then I delete it right away. Like I don't like to reminisce on it that much because every time I open the app, it takes me like maybe like five minutes to look at my feed and feel shitty about myself. It's just how harsh life is. But with that being said, comparison is the root of all evil. Society is lying to you. 
and take life as it comes in lessons and waves. Whatever you feel, whenever you learn these lessons are valid, you're doing everything in your life that you were meant to be doing and you're doing great. Believe in yourself, stop listening to what these little fuckers that I have like 2,000 followers on Twitter think they know shit and they don't. Stop listening to people that think they know everything and they don't. Stop thinking that these people that you don't even know have never met and have never will meet in your entire life know the answer to dating and everything like that. Everything is about your experience. And also that includes Reddit, okay? Reddit may be a safe sanctuary, but that doesn't mean everyone there on there is right. Or it doesn't mean everyone's experience is gonna be your experience. Experience shit on your own. Take advice from people. Don't take advice from people. Regardless, you will learn whatever way it has to, whatever way is meant for you, whatever way was written in fate for you. Regardless, society is lying to you. Always has been, always will be, and they will continue to do so if you keep believing that shit. So with that being said, good night, my friends. It is midnight and this episode goes live in an hour or so, but by the time you listen, I always post it during the afternoon. So whatever your heart desires, please don't listen to what the world has to say and listen to yourself. So much love and be safe, everyone. Bye.